Hey there, welcome to LSAT Demon Daily. I'm Ben Olson, that's Nathan Fox. We're the founders of LSATdemon.com and our weekly podcast, Thinking LSAT. We have some breaking news for you. Yeah, we've known that LSAT logic games are going away eventually. We've known that since 2019 when they settled a lawsuit. We now know exactly when they're going away. That's the August 2024 LSAT will be the first LSAT without the LSAT logic games. We also know how they're going to go away, which is they're just going to drop the games and they're going to add an additional section of logical reasoning. So yep. that's the news. It's nothing really super shocking because LSAT logical reasoning has been on the test for decades. Now there's just more of it. The reading comp doesn't change. The games are going away, which we kind of already knew. But we got some hot takes anyway. What, what are your first thoughts about this change? <laughs> well, my first one of my first thoughts was, OK, yeah, how, how big of an impact is that going to have? And they seem to have addressed that in their email to us. And I don't know who else they sent it to, but they said, hey, we've tested and determined that whether you just look at LR or logical reasoning or logical reasoning and games, you're going to get very, very similar results or predictive outcomes for performance in law school. I don't necessarily have any reason to doubt that. And so it's like, okay, but the second thought that came almost immediately after that was, well, you know, we have all these old tests that have lots of logical reasoning. Great. Now we can take advantage of that even more. I don't know. They've been kind of sitting on the back burner. We, we use them, but there's just like so much LR now. It's actually well, right. So the, good the reason why we have extra LR is because the test used to have two scored sections of logical reasoning on it. So when they yep. would release mm -hmm. practice tests, we would get two sections of LR for every practice test. And they did that for years and years and years. And I wrote thousands of explanations and, you know, we've got all these explanations in the demon. So there's a ton of logical reasoning content. Um, we just, you know, drop out eventually the games content and we're good to go because we've already got that stuff. I'm, yeah. You know, their analysis of it's going to have virtually no impact. Um, the specific claims, you know, they, they did go back they did extensive research involving hundreds of thousands of test takers over multiple years. And I think they're going back and looking at their own administrations of the test, sure. right? Cause they've yep. got for decades, they've got two sections of LR, one section of games, one section of reading comp for the same student. And they could say like, well, what would have happened to their scores if we would have dropped out the games essentially. Yep. Right? Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. um, and they say it has no impact on mean score. So the mean score has for 218,000 test takers was 150.82. And when they drop the, the games, it the average score goes to 150.83. So Whoa. no impact on the... <laughs> <laughs> right, it's like yeah. shockingly close, right? <laughs> yeah. But okay. that to me indicates maybe something more about how they come to their 120 to 180 score in the first place, right? Which is... Sure. They're weighting the sections. They know the difficulty of the test in advance, and then they create the scoring scale. Yeah. So it's, yeah. that seems like a bit of a tautology, maybe that it's oh, it's not going to change the average. Well, yeah, that's because you set the average. <laughs> the scoring scale is artificial. It's not the number sure. of questions correct. Yeah. It's like here's the score that we deem for that performance. That the the, the then they go into like, you know, they they acknowledge while there are of course some variations at the individual level. For the overwhelming majority of individual test sessions, any shift in scoring was within the margin of error for the test. 
interesting. Because that yeah. margin of error is larger than I think people might expect. Right. What is the margin of error for the test? From what I remember, it's three up and three down. So if you score a 170, <laughs> they're saying, well, you could be anywhere from a 167 to a 173, or is it a 168 to a 172? I can't remember. Right. But. So what's the difference between like, oh, I don't know, the 25th percentile LSAT and the 75th percentile LSAT at a typical law school? Uh, sometimes narrower than that, right? So pick a school at random. Chicago. Chicago for 2022 standard 509 ABA information report. You can find this anywhere. Their 75th percentile LSAT was 175. Their 25th percentile LSAT was 169. Hmm. So exactly six points. So exactly the margin of error <laughs> for the test and what they said. Okay. So then, I mean, what they're saying is, yeah, for the overwhelming majority of individual test sessions, any shift in scoring was within that margin of error. So six points, which so would some were turn you obviously from, <laughs> outside of that, <laughs> right? Which but, would yeah. turn you from like the middle of the top of the class at Chicago to the middle of the bottom of the class at Chicago, yeah. which is a big difference for individual test takers. And I have some thoughts on who's going to win and who's going to uh, lose. You want to hear them? Yeah, shoot. Sure. So um, these are hot takes, right? Like I, I, this is just, I think the news came out all of what, three hours ago and we're talking about this. So I haven't had a whole lot of time to think about it, but winners, obviously, if you're better at LR than you are at logic games, then you win here. Um, now yeah. there's five more takes uh, with games. Uh, that yeah. is November of this year. You have to already be registered for that though, because the deadline yeah. has passed January of 2024. February, April, and June of 2024. So five more chances to take it if you're good at the games. But anyway, back to my list of uh, winners and, and losers. I think pe obviously people who are good at LR are going to win here. I think that tends to be poli-sci English types who show up best at logical reasoning and reading comprehension and worse at uh, games. I think that this might benefit. I, I want to get your take on it, but native English speakers. Yeah, if you're a non-native speaker, I suspect the games are probably easier for you. In my experience, yeah, on the loser's side, obviously people who are good at games, better at games than they are at logical reasoning or reading comprehension, those people do tend to be international students, non-native English speakers. At the same time, it could be a win. Well, hmm. yeah, no, I think you're right. Because yeah. it's just that the bulk of reading is less, right? Like, yeah, they vocabulary matters a lot more for logical reasoning and for reading comprehension than it does for the games. There's no vocabulary in games that's ever even marginally confusing. Yeah. And that's not true in logical reasoning, and reading comprehension. So it seems like it clearly benefits people um, who are native English speakers. Yeah, I, I was going to say that I thought that STEM types might be more on the on the side that it, that this is bad for because. Lots of times, like people who show, you know, they're a electrical engineering or a computer science major and they show up like games are so easy. Yeah. Um, no, it's true. Again, I think they're going to I think they're going to lose. But I think overall, they're still going to win because just in general, people with these STEM backgrounds tend yeah. to do better on all three sections. So even though they are going right. to do worse than what they would have, right. they're still probably going to end up doing better than the English types, unfortunately. 
Right. Except for depending the on non, who you are. <laughs> again, the non-native uh, speaker, non-native English speakers amongst them, yeah. I think are. I don't think this is good news for them. Um, I a, f- a former student sent me a suggestion that they thought that this might hurt accommodated students. Because I have heard people make the argument before that the games, if you have extra time, the games, you can just brute force every question. Brute like force. How, how could yeah. you possibly 100%. miss it? Yeah. Right. And yeah. so I think that maybe this uh, tips the scales back a little bit. I mean, of course, you can't get hurt if you if you have extra time. But I think that this maybe reduces the benefit that the accommodated takers might have been getting on the games. Um, in that way, uh, maybe it moves us back a little more to parity, right? Where accommodations isn't as, as big helpful. of a, a, a yeah. benefit as we have perceived it to be. Um, on the winner's side, I think this benefits lazy students a lot because games, I've said for a long time, I thought games was the section of the test where they're testing, you know, how hard can you work? Mm-hmm. If you really, if you really bust your ass and did all of that prep, right? And you still have the opportunity to do it, by the way, for four or five more administrations of the test between now and June of next year, you can still do it um, if you want to do this. But boy, if you practice the hell out of those logic games, you end up killing the logic games. Yeah. And you walk into the test going, oh, I'm sure that I'm going to score perfect on that section of the test. And yeah, it's you also won't be able less- to do that anymore. I just remember, especially back in the day when we were doing two LR sections, a reading comp and a game section, I loved it when the games was in the middle because it was a mental break from that reading. Yeah. It's just, it's it's different. It's fun. It's like, you know, it feels that way in class too, right? Like when we do games, it's like, oh, wow, we're, you know, it's just this breath of fresh air. Um, So now it's going to be just the down to business you know i i I do think that games was the section that least obviously had anything to do with what you end up doing in law school uh i think that logical reasoning is probably the section that has the most to do with what you're going to end up doing in law school you know seeing what the argument is seeing what the evidence assessing the evidence um reading comp also is (laughs) very important um or very much what you'll end up doing in law school and in legal practice. True, true. But I, I really, I, over the over t- over time, have come to see games as being highly relevant. Just to the the way that every legal challenge involves mm. so many layers of laws. Right? You're like, okay, you got the federal statutes, but you also yeah. got federal common law, and then you got some state statute coming in, and then you got some local ordinance. And the games are just a baby version of trying to like mesh all of that together and get out what must be true. Sure. Yeah. You can, you can certainly make that case. I mean, I, I don't think that they are irrelevant or not similar at all, but I I think that on their face, they're maybe just not. uh, They're probably the least relevant. That's all very relevant, but lower than the other two. Yeah. Right. Uh, Back to the winners. So yeah, I do think that lazy people like good for you. You're, you're not going (laughs) to have to grind it out. And um, kill yourself for the games. You know, if you really hate it, you know, I would probably just not study that starting right now and plan on taking the test starting in August. Right. Like, why not push it off? I think that yep. many of our current students, the those amongst you who are terrible at the games right now and just want to push it off. 
Great. Like you're a huge winner. Just don't take the LSAT until August and you never have to worry about it. Um, for those of you who are better at the games, you need to like get on it right now, right? Like you've got your four or five more attempts, five if you're registered for November, four if you're not registered for November. And those are going to be your attempts to go in there and get an LSAT score while you get the scoring boost that you're getting from the logic games. I had the same thought at the same time. I don't want people to rush it, right? Like to get this oh, yeah. false artificial sense that, oh, I've got to do it by June of 2024. It's like, not if you're not ready. Right. Yeah. Because you can improve at those other sections. Even if you're perfect at the games, you, you can uh, improve. Yeah. Um, cool. Last thing I, I kind of win from this, I think, uh, because I wrote an entire book about <laughs> logical reasoning uh, and it is on Amazon. I lowered the price on that. It might not have taken effect to yet today, but it is going to go down on Amazon to the the cheapest that I can possibly sell the book without losing money. So um, <laughs> the law school admission council will get their licensing fee and Amazon will get their fee and the book will arrive in your hands. I will make zero dollars off of the deal. So I lowered <laughs> the price of that by about thirty dollars nice. on Amazon. Uh, we also will be adding new logical reasoning classes to LSAT Demon Live. Very easy to do that. So we'll throw some bonus LR classes out at you. Yeah. Anything else? No. Just a for anyone who's curious, brief history of the test. We went from. Um, Four sections, right? Two LR, one reading comp, one games. To three sections, one LR, one reading comp, one games. To now three sections, two LR, one reading comp. Yeah, and over time, logical reasoning has been 50% of the test. Yep. Then 33% of the test. Yeah. Now 66 66. <laughs> it's wild. <laughs> really wild. Yep, but it's going to have no impact on scoring. So, <laughs> don't worry about that look this yeah. way <laughs> yeah well i mean you know as always the lsat will be a learnable test uh the questions will be fair they will yep. make sense on their face if you take the time to make sense of them uh the lsat's easy none of that's ever changing but uh farewell to the lsat logic games anything farewell. uh more you want to say before we wrap it up no, I, did. I was curious what you thought people would do. I mean, we just, you just talked about, hey, if you want, if you're good at the games, you know, buckle up and try to get it, get it together before this expires. But what do you think the masses are going to do? I don't know. I think there will be a lot of people rushing to get it now, like do it while games is still there. The logic games have been easy, you know, recently for some people, the games have been easy. And if yeah. that is your strongest section, then I think you should probably hurry up and take it. So how long, Ben, did it take for you for games to like click? How long in your prep? I don't I don't know, actually. I don't remember. I mean, it must have been a couple months. It was definitely okay. the thing I was focusing on the most. Right. Um, and that's how most people start. Right. And so I wonder if there's going to be a lot of people who are just like, oh, oh, I don't like this. OK, I'm waiting. Yeah. Um, I, I could see it happening. I could, I could certainly see people being like, well, look, uh, I'm not going to law school this cycle anyway. I'm not going to apply until, um, well that, you know, the, pro that's the problem kind of, I guess the August test does get you, like if you take the August test and get your score back and apply right then, 
then you could be starting, you know, like that makes sense to start law school in 2025. Um, the problem with that approach, and and you wouldn't have to take it in August necessarily, there will be other administrations later in the, in 2024. But at that point, you start pushing yourself later in than you would want to apply in the application cycle where like your application won't come in until January or February. And that can be bad, uh, very bad for people who want scholarships. So the problem is that if you take that August test, I feel like it, it puts so much pressure on you to be one and done. Yeah, no, hundred percent. And I, I think people who don't listen to the show and even those who do, I think a lot of those folks, that's their, that's their game plan. It, well, it, it gives people gonna an say, opportunity. Yeah, go ahead. It, it's, it's to their benefit and it's to their detriment. It's to their benefit because kicking the can down the road on law school is always a good idea. Like, yeah. like delaying, great. You know, yeah. you're never going to hear me or Ben ever object about yeah. you pushing law school off. Yep. But if you then also put all your eggs in one basket for August of 2024 LSAT and, or if you kick it so far down the road that you don't take the LSAT until January and you're trying to apply really weirdly late in the cycle, then it's to your detriment. So it's, it's always to your benefit if you're patient, but if you're, if you like <laughs> just do nothing, then like hurry up and get, you know, do it for August. I think that's bad. Yeah. I think some people though, you know, they just prep for August they just ignore all of the logic game stuff. It's real easy for for like our current LSAT Demon Live students. I would yeah. expect that our games classes, the attendance for our games classes is probably going to go down. There's going to be people that are like, OK, I'll just wait until August 2024. Yeah. But those to take the official test, that's totally fine. But those people should continue to understand, you know, to, to work on their logical reasoning and their reading comprehension. Yeah, no, no, I, I agree. And I think a lot of people are going to do that, but then they're also going to feel like they're just not going to let go of, okay, I took it in August. My score is good enough and I don't want to wait. Yeah. Games so. tends to be high variance too, which it, like that can be to students benefit, right? Because law schools really only care about your highest score. Mm, so mm -hmm. yeah, some people might consider section. Yeah. You might consider like a hybrid approach, right? Where you take it a couple times with the games and then have a plan on taking it in August 2024 and beyond so that yeah. you take it a couple times without the games. For people yeah. who are not sure, you know, like maybe right now games is their median section. Yeah. And they're like, well, I sometimes score perfect on the games, though, and it's my best section. Yeah. But sometimes I score really bad on the game, so it's my worst section. So, yeah, during this transition, I guess I can see people doing kind of a hybrid approach. But, yeah, if you're just abject, like abjectly terrible at the games and you know you're never going to get better. Yeah. Then, yeah, you're the biggest winner in from this news. Let us know. We want to hear what people feel and think about this change. We totally want to hear what you feel and think about this change. And we would uh, welcome voice recordings that ask us questions or tell us your thoughts. Go in a quiet place, record something brief on your phone, ask us a question or make us a comment. Uh, what do you think about this new change? Logic Games going away. All right, let's wrap it up there, huh? Yeah. Email daily at lsatdemon.com if you'd like to ask us a question or share some LSAT or law school admissions news. Thanks for listening.